Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dentistry Podcast. Today I'm joined by Louise Bone, one of the regional support managers at Practice Plan and she covers the areas of both Scotland and Northern Ireland. How are you today Louise? I'm very well thank you Gabby, how are you? I'm excellent thank you, uh, good, good day today weather-wise so uh, that always helps. <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely, no rain here either. Oh perfect, I, I know Newcastle <laughs> can be uh, a bit notorious for bad weather so it's good to hear you're also enjoying that. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a, a few things, um, but we're going to kick off with recruitment, which is obviously a very big topic at the moment, continues to to be so um, since last year. So how, how are practices feeling at the moment regarding recruitment and staffing? Um, I think probably the best way to describe it is that practices are in dire straits just now. What historically used to be an issue in sort of rural practices, perhaps struggling to get associates or nursing staff. Um, it's right across the board we're seeing it right across country so there's no particular pockets it's not just scotland it is happening northern ireland england wales um and i think that it's come on the back of obviously the pandemic that's the kind of the hot topic at the minute um dentists associates um are moving around they're feeling perhaps like the grass is greener on the other side nursing staff are doing the same but i think probably the biggest problem that we're facing is that there are hundreds and hundreds of dentists and nurses and reception staff who are just leaving the profession altogether. They are exhausted, they're burnt out, they're not feeling particularly valued, not necessarily by the practice owners, but just, you know, they feel like they worked really, really hard. Um, over COVID, they've had to put out with the extra PPE and the extra demands on them. And things were changing all the time. It was really hard for people to kind of keep on top of of day-to-day things, what was happening on a week-to-week basis. In Scotland, for example, um, the dental professionals were finding out what their next move was on the Friday night news. So it was it was out to the public before it was out to the profession. So lots of people are just saying, you know what, I am done. I, I can make more money working in a local supermarket. There's less responsibility. Um, there's less sort of trouble from the patients because the patients are, are really starting to get upset, they can't be seen, the demands we're making on practices are sometimes a little bit unrealistic. So I think people are just said enough, but there's nobody then succession planning, there's nobody coming in to then replace these people. And a lot of the, the practice managers in particular, some of them have been practice managers for 30, 20, 30 years, and they're just leaving, they've, they've just had enough. Um, so there's definitely sort of there's definitely a crisis. That's definitely a way to describe it. Um, and practice owners in particular are sort of thinking, what on earth do we do next? How are we going to continue the practice and maintaining the patients and their expectations, and just just trying to survive on skeleton staff as well? Yeah, of course. I think that's that's interesting to hear because a lot of the the articles and the podcasts we do here at Dentistry. And when, when recruitment comes up, it's often focused on England and obviously you cover yes. Scotland, Northern Ireland. So it is it is really interesting to see what's going on in, in those areas as well. And it seems that this recruitment crisis is quite widespread. It seems to be affecting all types of areas and kind of nowhere's left untouched, really. Definitely not. And certainly nurses and associates are now using that as a bargaining tool to get more money to 
command a higher rate of pay absolutely these guys are professionals everybody's trained for many many years and i'm a dental nurse that's how i started off before i started this job so to see the decline and the change over the years is really really sad um and actually there's a lot of practice owners who can't afford these higher rates of pay even though they want to give their staff the absolute best they just can't because their businesses are really vulnerable just now um so i think this this, this never-ending circle of i've got no idea Mm. what to do mm. i think do you, do you feel being a dental nurse and understanding what it's like to work in a clinical setting helps the work you do now because i i don't know is that is that common in practice plan to have had like a clinical start to what you do because i feel like it i haven't yet to come across that <laughs> i feel like it could be it could really kind of enhance how you approach the work because you you've been there and you've done that yes absolutely so the, there's I don't know the exact percentage, but there is a big chunk of us who were dental nurses, practice managers, um, lab managers, and then we've got a sort of another balance of people who have come from like a, a business-driven side. So I think having the balance between us all, we can bring all different things to the party. But certainly, from my point of view now, if a if a dentist was to say to me, "Do you want to have a wee half a day in the surgery now, Louise?" I'd be like sounds lovely but I don't think I'd be able to keep up they would be like get out of there and um, but it definitely helps you know and from our point of view of working with the teams and that's what we really do is it's not just about the owners and the associates it is about the whole team and we can say you know we've done this we've we've been in your shoes we understand the the problems that you face and the complaints that you get and actually sometimes it helps because then they're just not like oh well you know here's the rep coming they're just here because they're interested in plan it's not about that it's about the whole team yeah, of course. I think it's, it's it's a very it's a tricky time, and you have yes. to kind of balance it out for both sides and make sure that all parties are happy and yeah, make 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 sure that they're 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 happy with their work situation, both from yeah. the point of view of of the practice owners and the staff already there, and the people who are perhaps coming in because obviously there's a lot that needs to be done now to both keep current staff members in place Absolutely. and obviously attract new ones that are coming to replace those who have left. Yeah. But what what is the answer? Is is what what about training? Is that is that key to keeping people within the profession? Training is definitely a massive part in it, and certainly from practice plan side, that is one thing that we definitely encourage. So it's it's not for us just about plan; it's about you know the wider things in the business. Um, so definitely at the moment, I think a big hot topic is complaints handling, helping and giving, especially the reception staff, the tools, the answers ways to be able to to help and sort of shut down any situations that are arising um because i'm hearing more and more you know practices are having to enforce their um intolerance to violence and abuse against their staff and that that was something historically when i worked in the hospital service we always had that there it was it was always there as a deterrent yes it's in the practice but nobody really took it seriously i don't think whereas now there's, you see it across all the Facebook groups, you see it on social media, actually having to remind their patients to be respectful of their staff when they're just trying to help them. Um, so definitely complaints handling, you know, um, things like communication skills as well. I think sometimes that goes a long way. Asking different questions will get you a different answer. Um, how to chat with different patients because everybody's different. Not everybody wants to be dealt with in the same way. Um, obviously, plan side, there's a big there's a big element to that. And any sort of sales type training where actually if you're expecting your staff to upsell for you for 
ortho or implants or whatever, then you have to be able to give them all the tools that they need to be able to talk to a patient and be able to have a confident conversation. So regardless of what it is, we want your staff to be confident. We want them to be happy and not thinking at any point, oh my goodness me, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what comes next. The patient's going to catch me out. Um, Because that's the worst thing that can happen is a patient catches on that you're not very sure and then they suddenly hone in on that, especially if it's a bit of a toxic situation where they're not happy. Um, They tend to to go for the the jugular sometimes. And I think staff are felt left exhausted after that and just don't know where to go from that. And as well as that, you know, things for the whole team, um, things you can look at as a practice, what analysis, what are you doing really well? What could you improve on? What's your threats in the area? That's definitely something practices don't look at very often. They know who the competition is, but actually what are we doing that is, is way better than them or what could we be doing to up our game? So yeah, personal tailored things to the team. One size doesn't fit all with training. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, it's it's utilising each team member to the best of their ability and, and what they do in the day to day. And, and I, I was going to ask, how is the best way to approach this training? Because obviously a lot of practices are quite time poor. They've got huge backlogs or like huge waiting lists, people trying to come in and um, get treatment get whatever that may be so what what would you recommend for those looking to maybe introduce some more training so definitely it is if you are serious about moving your business forward you will set aside the time now obviously time is money as you've already just said and we we totally acknowledge that but actually if you train your staff properly in a timely fashion and give them the time that they need to be able to develop and learn and use the skills then it's definitely worth sacrificing that time. Um, so I try to say, try to avoid lunch times, especially just now where lunch times as people's get out of the surgery, have a bit of downtime, go for a walk, go for some fresh air. And as soon as you say to them, well, actually we've got training over lunchtime, it sort of changes the mood just a little bit. Um, people are running late, people need to get their lunch, so they're sitting eating, they're more concerned about what's for lunch as opposed to what you're trying to tell them. So sometimes the message gets a bit diluted. Um, Splitting the team down, so is there things that actually only really affects the dentist? That's a different conversation versus the conversation that will happen at the desk. So split the team down into nurses, dentists, reception staff, practice managers, and at times actually having the team all together is also beneficial. So it's, it's what are the needs of those particular teams at that time. Um, obviously, face-to-face, for me, I find works way better than doing things online. I think everybody's a little bit webinar out after the pandemic. Everything was done online, everybody moved online. But sometimes you don't get the same effects and you can't have the same conversations that you would have online as you would have in person and actually being there. But obviously, online learning does have its place as well. So with PractiPlan, we've got the resource and learning hub, which exists on the online services, where it's bite-sized chunks. Sometimes you just need bite-sized chunks rather than having two, three hours at one thing. Just dipping in and out also helps. So it's definitely a mix of blended learning. Um, and you know, if there are events on in the area, by all means, get your staff out, get them out the practice. Because for me, I do my best. My best thinking is usually done in the car. It's, and <laughs> the, best, the best business meetings I have are not done in practice. They're done somewhere else. Yes. No, I completely understand that. It just takes you out of the environment, doesn't it? It allows yeah. for fresh thinking and removes all the uh, stresses of the everyday so that you yeah. can have a little bit more clarity. No, I, I completely Absolutely. understand that. So is what is what you've described there, 
key to retaining staff members and is it also key to attracting them as well i mean what is what do practices need to be doing to do both of those things right now it is really hard and almost practices just need to be themselves you know a lot of practices run on their reputation how they're known in the area they tend to get staff who are friends of staff from elsewhere um but i think probably the biggest thing that practices are doing and the ones for certainly where we've seen almost a status quo they're not saying that they've had 100 percent retention but actually they've not had many staff leave them is when they invest in their team so they, they spend the money on them so they invest in times like training they send them off on courses they they allow them to do their post qualifications but not just doing the post qualifications is actually using them as well because a lot of dental nurses have got post qualifications in videography or oral health or whatever that's great but they don't get to utilize those skills so it's almost a little bit of you know they can help you to drive your practice forward so invest in them and um, look after them you know we're all human we all have things going on and sometimes things that can't be helped and you know it's, it's that give and take the more that you have that give and take with your team members the more that they'll give back to you and um, so definitely being flexible keep them involved in what's happening in the practice that's that's always where the teams fly is when they know what's happening. So, you know, practices thinking about converting from the NHS, moving away to private. Don't let them, the first time they know about that, be when we come into the practice to do their training. Involve them away from the beginning because actually what a lot of dental owners don't realise is that dental nurses and parts of their admin team, their clinical team, their whole team have little nuggets and ideas tucked away in their tunic pockets that are absolute genius. So involve them, keep them engaged with what's happening, share your vision with them. Um, and some practices are offering incentives now, private medical insurance, free dental treatment. It's things like finding things that make your staff tick and you know, just, just look after them yeah. and they'll definitely look after you, 100%. Yeah. No, I agree. I, people say practice members are the best advert for what you do at a dental <laughs> practice, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, 100%. And I've got practices who don't even have to advertise for staff because organically they just have nurses or dentists who just want to work, work for them. They yeah. don't have to ever put adverts out for them. Well, that's a blessing, isn't it? And that, But that's absolutely. also testament to, to how they've approached mm. things and what they're offering and, yeah. and their attitude. So um, yeah. I think some really good tips there. And I think also... I mean, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit there, but when it comes to boosting morale, because obviously it is in some, not all cases, I don't want to sort of blanket everybody, but but it is quite low at the moment in dentistry. And I think people do need a bit of a pickup and do need to kind of feel reassured that this is the right environment for them to work and thrive in. What would be a few a few tips from you that people, well, practice managers, dentists, dental team members could implement to kind of lift the mood and, and, and make work a little bit more bearable at a difficult time <laughs> I, dare, dare, dare I say the word fun definitely things have got to be fun wherever I go it's got to be fun you know because it is it is a serious profession that we're in and sometimes you have good days you have bad days like everything that we do everybody has good days and bad days um so definitely there's got to be an element of fun in there you know um probably the biggest things for me are celebrating your success you know, we're, we're very good at talking about the bad stuff and, you know, we're exhausted, we're burnt out, such and such is off, you know, somebody's ill. But actually, when the, when the going is good, you know, when it's somebody's wedding, somebody's having a baby, somebody's birthday, or do you know what? We've just had a really epic week this week where nothing has really gone wrong. Celebrate it, whether it be, you know, 
pizzas on a Friday or um, a couple of the practices I'll, I'll do where the practice buys a lunch once a month. And it's just a bit of a thank you to the staff for working really, really hard. Um, but it is about celebrating the good times. And if patients are, patients are very generous and they love to give cards and chocolates, stick it on your social media, make a big deal of it. And that your social media is almost your free front window where you can share actually what's going on within the team. Somebody passes their exams. It could be absolutely anything, but just celebrate it. And I think, as I said before, we're, we're really bad at sort of talking about all the bad stuff, but we're not so good at celebrating the good stuff. Um, days out are obviously coming back. You know, practices are, are planning trips away. Practices are having days even just to go to a spa, go out for lunch. Again, it's that getting out the practice thing um, and almost taking them out of work mode. The agreement is we're not going to talk about work. We're just going to go and have a nice time and, and sort of reconnect again because that's definitely something that it happened when the practices were closed and they had to go into working in bubbles and shifts and all that stuff is people kind of lost the gel that held them all together. So definitely getting out the practice, having days out, whatever floats your boat, find out what your team actually wants because I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in, well, everybody will love to go for dinner and we'll go for a night out thereafter. But actually, there'll be some people that are like, could we just go to the park for the afternoon or could we go for a walk? Or so find out what makes your team tick and, and go from there. Um, little treats, little unknown treats. We had a few practices who had flowers delivered to the nurses randomly. They had pyjamas and Prosecco and popcorn, little hampers that were just sent off spec. And they, they were like, what and it literally had little cards in it basically to say thanks very much for going the extra mile all the time so definitely celebrating the success um bonus times you know if you're finished a bit early are we all done we'll just get out the door and versus you know the nights that we do run late or you run over lunch times there's that whole give and take thing again so definitely for me celebrating success make it a bit of fun along the way and you can never go wrong with cake and chocolate <laughs> I think that's a great note to finish on, to be honest. Absolutely. Like, Everywhere you planned cake. that, didn't you? That was that was you like, I'm gonna finish on that. But you know what? You're not wrong. It's um it's always a winner. You can get everybody involved. It's um yeah, it, it always goes down well. Okay, well thank you very much for joining me today. There are some great tips there for people to take away at quite a, a challenging time. So I really appreciate you coming on to share them. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me, Gabby. It's been a pleasure. Dentistry CPD is here, helping you stay up to date and in touch with all things dentistry. Delivered by FMC, Dentistry CPD brings together articles, courses, videos and live streaming education to help you stay compliant. With more than 250 hours of courses available to browse online, it covers a whole selection of areas including all of the GDC's recommended topics. All of this for just $29.99 a year. To get involved and start your CPD journey, visit dentistry.co.uk forward slash CPD.